Slick drop, boot to the face, we won't fold Quick to put a dude in this place, he out cold With a tombstone, grab at the waist, get laid flat Can't escape, nowhere to go, the cage match It's on now, when I spot him, it's no problem Everybody stone cold till they hit with the rock bottom Sharpshooter, I won't miss him like Bret Hart Like Al Snow, they gon' need him a head start I just might catch a better body than Mickey James Get acquainted with the name, we bringin' the pain Like Kane in the ring, all I see is red Paul Bearer, Undertaker, I can see the dead John Cena putting hands in your face Ted DiBiase got a milli on the waist B2TF, better stay in your place Or get smacked down, play it safe, what you talking about? Welcome to Boot to the Face, Chris Rucker, EJ Reed here on Twitch.tv, powered by FullPressCoverage.com. Go there for all your sporting wants and needs where they just broke the news that Baker Mayfield, Baker motherfucking Mayfield, is replacing Tom Brady as a starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Just reported on Full Press Coverage. Oh man, they Super Bowl bound now. Shit. Baker Mayfield, shit bowl bound, football legend. Shit bowl bound. <laughs> and you know what? I Baker might go there and revive his career. You never know. I mean, he's got Mike Evans. I mean, it's only one player though. <laughs> it's a damn good one to throw to though. Um, our Dallas Cowboys are riddled by injuries on. In the loss to the Seattle Seahawks, EJ, I don't know if you know much about Demarion Overshone, but he was a really good rookie out of Texas, and he was going to... They had high hopes of him being the middle to strong side linebacker this year, and he tore his ACL in the preseason. Tragic, man. Tragic, man. There's no way you could prepare for injuries, man. Injury bug strikes again. I'm not really fully in football mode yet. I don't know why. It'll hit me in a couple weeks or so, though. I tell you what, the Cowboys linebacking core went from being pretty, like, up and coming and strong looking to now just with one injury being like, oh, shit, are they going to have to put Micah back? Because they were planning on putting Micah as uh, just a DN, and it was going to be Overshone, Vander Esch. Damone Clark looks really fucking good in preseason. He was looking good at the end of the year last year. And then you have... uh, I can't think of my boy's name from LSU. He wears number 14. He came back from ACL last year and didn't play as well. But you had some unknowns, but you had some athletes. And now it's like, oh, shit, not a down the linebacker. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how it shakes out. I will tell you this, EJ. I don't know who's in here yet, but we're going to beat the dog shit out of the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's you put that on whatever you want to. What Jimmy Johnson said back in the day, you put on three-inch three inch letters and blow it up in the newspaper. Chris Rucker says, Dallas Cowboys will beat the dog shit out of the Philadelphia. I'm so sick of Philadelphia. I'm sick of their fans. I'm sick of their ugly-ass uniforms. I'm sick of their little punk-ass quarterback. I'm sick of all of them. It ain't even pre- preseason ain't even over with. I just don't you like You know, them. like the NFC East rivalries as far as the Cowboys go, it used to rotate. Mm. It'd be a time where you're sick of the Giants, you're yeah. sick of the Commanders now. But it seems like it's been the Eagles for a while because the Giants and the Commanders have been trash, so it's just been the Eagles of late. But the Eagles fans are just so goddamn annoying. I know. I look. I'm a Cowboys fan. I, we got fans that annoy me. 
Like, I've seen some stupid shit said by some Cowboys fans lately. But these fucking Eagles fans, oh my God. Yeah, they're insufferable, man. But hey, got to play the game on the field. We'll see what happens. You predicting wins in the regular season or you predicting postseason beatdown? Either, whenever we play them. Whenever. We play them in the preseason, the regular season, the postseason, pumpkin spice season, whenever. I don't give a fuck. We're going to whoop that ass. They can go outside and line up right now in the fucking parking lot. Dallas by 12. I'm superstitious when it comes to stuff like that. Talking before game. Like, I don't like counting my chickens before they hatch, but I'm, I'm you're right. more than confident. I wanted Jalen Hurts to play so bad in that last game last year. Because I when, when Philadelphia beat Dallas, I tweeted out, Dallas will beat Philly by at least 14 points with Dak Prescott as a quarterback. Because they beat Cooper Rush by like six, I think. And they really didn't score a lot of points. They scored like 23, 24, some shit like that. Dallas just couldn't score. But when Dallas got Dak, what, they hit him for 40? Some shit like that? Hey, your memory's better than mine. Hey, I'm not going to hate on Jalen Hurts, man. He did his thing last year. Nobody's you know, hating. What's that? I ain't hating. He's still a bitch. I ain't hating. <laughs> it's a different animal when you're coming into the year with those high expectations, though. So we'll see how he's able to handle that pressure. And that's what I've been trying to, like, talk to some of these Eagles fans about. Like, the guy had one good year. Now, the NFC was down. The best thing that happened to him was that the 49ers beat Dallas, and then the 49ers lost their third quarterback of the year halfway through the game. Because honestly, I think if Purdy plays that game, I don't think the Eagles walk away with it like that. Will they win? Maybe. But I don't think they beat him like that. But I'm trying to tell Eagles fans, like, he's done it one year. Dak's been putting them numbers up every year. Like, you can't just say because he had one fucking good year, oh, yeah, he's better than Dak. Okay, do it again. Because what Hurts did last year was just Dak's rookie year. Damn, they're the same True. numbers. Hey, consistency is the key to the game, so we'll see if he can do it again. Also, you know, little known fact, well, a thing that's ignored. Hurts did this on a team that was kind of – didn't the Eagles go to the playoffs last year before they went to the Super Bowl? Mm, they might have went in as a wild card. Yeah. I think you're right. So they were he, – he did that on a playoff team his first year doing good. Dak's rookie season – the Cowboys picked fourth overall that year. They were the absolute shits. And he came in his rookie year, went 13-3. and three On a team that was drafted number four overall. It ain't the same. Dak, Dak had one of the best rookie seasons ever. And then it, it also helped him that he had Zeke. And Zeke was at his absolute peak. Zeke was a monster back then. Zeke ain't been at his peak in like four years, though. Maybe even longer than that. <laughs> Um. Anyway, let's get off the football talk, EJ. We got plenty of time for that. We'll get back to picking football games and shit when the regular season starts. Maybe we'll do like a uh, – I know in 80 Proof we talked about doing like a little parlay every weekend gambling type thing. But at the very least, we'll go through and pick the games and we'll try to keep up with the records and see who uh, – maybe put a little wager on it. Hey, I'm down. Put a little wager on it. We'll come up with the wager in the next couple of weeks. But let's get into some pro wrestling, EJ. We wasn't here last week. Your boy was down with COVID. I kicked out at two, you know, fired oh, up man. my comeback. 
The vid, man. I never I, had. Where do you think you got it at? I don't know. Uh, the doctor said, because I told the doctor, I said, yeah, I was in New Orleans this weekend. She was like, well, you didn't get it in New Orleans. You probably passed it around in New Orleans because usually it takes a week before the symptoms start. And my symptoms started like Monday night, Tuesday. And by that time, I was already back from New Orleans. She's like, there's no telling where you got it from. And I was like, I'm so disappointed. And she goes, why? I said, I thought I was a fucking superhero. <laughs> and she started laughing. I was like, I hadn't caught it yet. And, like, I've been around all these wrestling fans and in and out of bars and shit for work. She's like, yeah, you probably, she said, honestly, you probably have caught it. It just wasn't, like, you've probably got one of those immune systems that, like, it doesn't bother that much. Because, honestly, the day that uh, I realized I had it, I was just, like, freezing cold all night. I wasn't sweating. I didn't have a fever. I was just fucking freezing when I got up. I couldn't get warm. It was like 95 degrees in Georgia. And I'm like, I think I need to wear a hoodie to work. And I just happened to look up on top of my refrigerator and see a COVID test. I said, man, let me, let me fucking look at this shit. Watch my ass have COVID. And lo and behold, I did. Then I had to go take another official one at the doctor. And then she gave me my quarantine dates. And I mean, literally, Tuesday, I felt like shit. I just sat on my couch watching, getting caught up on Justified. And I watched the whole fucking series of Twisted Metal. And by Wednesday, like, I felt like I could have went to work. Fucking did a Peloton workout. Like, I was feeling all right besides, like, a couple sneezes here and there. So it didn't really fuck me up too bad, luckily. I tell you what, I went to Orange Theory today. I could not fucking breathe. So that shit that they say. Yeah, that shit they say about COVID fucking with your lungs is really true. I could not breathe. I still haven't gotten it yet, so knock on wood. But. Sounds like you may have gotten it in New Orleans. They say you had, didn't, but New Orleans is a wild city. Besides yeah. getting COVID, how was it? It was great. Uh, partied for my birthday. Had a buddy come down there. Uh, I've never heard of this, EJ. It was something called the Red Dress Run. If you don't know what the Red Dress Run is, you're free to fucking get on Instagram or TikTok and type in that hashtag, and you're going to see some shit. <laughs> It's a charity event they do for, uh, I can't remember what the story was, but it's a, a New Orleans Saints fan that passed away, and they do it for him. And men and women get in these red dresses and run a 5K, and then they just party the rest of the night in these red dresses. So all day long, you're just looking at big Rick Ross-looking motherfuckers walking around in dresses. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> You picked the right weekend to go, I guess. I had, oh, party. and think about this. I had no idea, right? So I get up on Saturday morning to go to brunch. And I've already had a couple of drinks, and I'm walking. And we look over, and there's a, there's a girl celebrating her birthday party. She's got, like, the birthday sash on. And there's, like, four or five people with her. And the guys have red dresses on. And I'm like, what the fuck? And we're, we're like, oh, that's funny. They dressed up for her birthday. So then we keep walking a couple more blocks and a big party bus goes by and it's nothing but guys and girls all in red dresses. And we all kind of look at each other like, we in the fucking Twilight Zone? And as we're getting closer to brunch, we're starting to pass grown men now wearing fucking dresses. It's like, all right, we got to fucking ask somebody what's happening. So they explained it to us. Uh, Had some really good food. I'm not a seafood guy, but I am a, a guy that just likes a lot of flavor. And New Orleans has a shitload of flavor in their food. 
I had some really good shrimp and grits. Uh, really good fucking bread pudding at the Cornet, which I love. Uh, just just a good time. Drunk, drunk as shit the whole time. Like, took me a day to get over it. And by the time I got over it, I got COVID. Yeah, sounded like you had a good time up until getting your diagnosis. But, yeah, man, I got to get to NO one day, man. That's still one of the big cities in the U.S. I still haven't been to. One of the few cities I haven't been to domestically. So, I'm going to make my way down there one day. It's not expensive, man. If you just pick a random time to go. Like, my my round-trip ticket, I flew Delta, and I think my ticket was like 120 bucks or something like that. Round-trip, there and back. And the flight was only an hour from where I am. Um, actually, I'm sorry. We flew Spirit down there and flew Delta back. But still, 120 bucks round-trip. Uh, and then the hotel wasn't bad either. Like, we stayed... Probably three blocks off of Bourbon Street. I think it was like, came up to like $98 a night or some shit like that. The Aloft Hotel. Um, just a lot of fun. Like, now, when you get down there, you're going to spend a lot of If you drink like I do, you're going to spend a lot of money. Because every time we go out, like, we're just buying drinks, buying drinks, buying drinks. Like, that's where his shit adds up at. Went to a Saints game. Saints oh, yeah. and Chiefs. Randomly on my birthday, woke up and was like, there's a game at 12 o'clock. Look out the fucking hotel window. You can hit the Superdome with a rock. I was like, well, fuck. Let's just go. $8 a ticket. That ain't bad at all. Yeah. Got to see They're Pat Mahomes. people to come to that game. It was full. It was sold out, I think. I don't know if it was sold out, but it was at least 90% full. Like, there was a lot of people. But it was preseason. Yeah. So we saw Pat Mahomes play two series, and we were up there drunk and fucking left at halftime. It was a good time. Good stuff, man. Really good time. And I'm not going anywhere until uh, I'm supposed to take my kids to Florida to see my gr- to see my grandmother to see their grandmother in a week or so. But they've been under the weather too. Like a lot of sickness going around when kids go back to school. EJ, you ever have kids? You're gonna have to deal with that shit. Soon as school starts, it's like a fucking plague. Kids, man, they just harbor all those germs and pass around diseases, and their immune systems are built so well that they can just bounce back the next day. Yeah. Well, mine haven't bounced back the next day. My <laughs> my son and my daughter both been sick for like a week. They don't have COVID. They just got uh, one of them had strep, and the other one had just a regular like hardcore cold flu type thing. Um, but yeah, I don't think I'm going anywhere else. Until I go to Mexico in November, and then that's it for the year. Oh, uh, yeah? Which city in Mexico? Cancun. All-inclusive. For a whole week. Up, man. You gotta do the all-inclusive. Yeah. Because they just feed you drinks, and all you gotta do is tip. Man, so the drinks come with all-inclusive, because all, it's all-inclusive, right? You ever done yeah. all-inclusive? Yeah, I have. I got questions for you. I have to think about them and ask you off the air. Um, ask away. But then this is this is another one like seems like I go a lot of places, but I, I'm I'm a thrifty fucking goer though. Like I'll be down there. I leave on Saturday and I come back on Friday. Airfare and the all inclusive was twelve hundred bucks. That ain't bad. Right. Like that's less than two hundred dollars a day, or right around two hundred dollars a day. Basically a free flight. 
<laughs> like, I don't know. You're to racking me. up those frequent fly miles, aren't you? Racking up some uh, credit card points to travel with. I think, um, well, I lied. My best, one of my best friends' 40th birthday is this year, and he wants to go to Vegas. But his birthday falls on F1 weekend in Vegas, and normally a Vegas flight for me is like maybe 300 bucks round trip. Couldn't find anything under thousand dollars, mm. and then the hotels, Ubers, all that shit because F one will be there so fucking high, and then they're shutting down the strip basically. So like, it won't be shit to do, but it'll be expensive as fuck to stay there. So, he decided the first weekend of uh, of December. So I think I'll cash in some points to fly out there for that, because that'll be free. But I, you know, we. On 80 Proof, we always talk about, like, things they didn't teach you as a kid. And one was, like, using credit cards to your advantage, right? Like, I have a rewards credit card, so I pay all my fucking bills on my credit card, rack up the points, and at the end of the month, I pay them all off. Because you got to spend that money anyway, right? Now, some people aren't responsible enough to do that. They think, oh, I just paid all my bills with my credit card. Now I have all this money left in my checking account. No, you have to pay them money back. But I'm racking up them points. Like, I had a free trip last year, and now I'm racking up more points. And I think I got, like, either four or $500 worth of travel travel money right now. So by December, this shit will be free. Yeah. I don't, do you use third-party sites to book your flight? Um, when, I, when I use my points, I have to go through Chase when i i shop around so i might buy it straight off of delta i might buy it straight off of southwest more times than not i get it off expedia or the hopper app because those have the best deals and as far as the hotels go i use my bonvoy app there's a marriott but i also like look on expedia like for vegas i always get on expedia and get like mgm grand because that's where you find the cheapest at uh, Expedia, they, when they set you up your flights, they usually will redirect you to the airline's website, and the, all the airlines they got like free accounts you make, yep. and they keep up with they keep up with your points. travel points. So I got like thousands and thousands of miles racked up, and I still haven't used it on a trip yet. So there you go. Got to get on that. I like Delta, man. I don't like flying, but I think Delta is probably the most. Com- I haven't flown JetBlue. Uh, what's some, I've flown American Air, I've flown Spirit, Frontier, never done JetBlue, uh, flown Southwest. I think of all the ones I've flown, Delta's my favorite just because they give you in-flight entertainment. Like, every fucking seat has a TV on the back of it. Like, that's a big deal, right? Like, especially if you're making a long flight, like five hours. Yeah, I usually carry my tablet, though, anyway, and I download stuff usually wrestling to catch up with on the flight yeah i'll download it off the the plug website and watch that there but yeah it is dope that they have the movies you can watch too especially if you're on a longer flight right and then you can track the flight while you're up there too that's a that's a good thing to do you track how i was looking at how fast you we were going and like the altitude and shit like that when it was time to land i was looking at how fucking quick we were dropping and how they would slow the plane down like all that shit interests me, but I'm also scared as fuck when I'm up there. So, 
Hey, sometimes it's better to be out of sight, out of mind, don't even pay attention to it. And by the time you know, you're already there. I try, EJ, I really do, but I feel everything <laughs> on the plane. Um, well, look, we got to talk all in, obviously. We got to talk uh, power rankings, which, honestly, we can get the power rankings out of the way now if you want to. Uh, I'm just going to make them up anyway, so. Okay. Uh, if you want to, I, I'll go first. Yeah, you go first. Um, <laughs> my power rankings this week are a tie between Austin Theory and Akira Tozawa. Both with big wins this week over The Miz and your boy, L.A. Knight. Yeah. And I'm a, I wanted to put The Miz on here just because he called that man a human fidget spinner. <laughs> said he was a one-hit wonder. He's a human fidget spinner. Here today, gone tomorrow. That was a funny little reference. <coughs> Excuse me. Seven-year-old watching it won't even get that reference. It's right. Crazy. And that's what he meant about L.A. Knight. Yeah. You, well, you know my rule. Austin Theory will never make one of these lists just like CM Punk will make one of your lists. I lie. Austin Theory may if he does a complete overhaul of what he's doing right now. But this iteration of Austin Theory will never grace my power ranking. Mm. That's a shame because so. he just beat a megastar. <laughs> What's that? He just beat a megastar. I mean, everybody beats this quote-unquote megastar. WWE doesn't treat him like a megastar. I mean, but. he kind of – were you listening to him on commentary? It was like 90s rock. Like, it was so just blatantly not – I don't know, man. I want to like L.A. Knight. Like, I think he's cool. I get why people like him. But every time I start listening to him, I'm just like, yeah. Hey, Cream always rises to the top. So we'll see how he does turning around in WrestleMania season. So you had Tozawa and Austin Theory. Austin Theory. Tied for number five. So that goes my number five. My number five is making his debut on Power Rankings. Even though it wasn't a singles match, it was a tag team match on last week's Dynamite. 18 years old, man. Got to give the kid his props. Nick Wayne. Mm. Him and Darby Avin defeating uh, the Gates of Agony. Hey, man, I don't know what you were doing when you were 18, but when I was 18, I could barely even do my laundry. And he's on national TV wrestling, so hats off to the kid. The Gates of Agony, that's uh that's the uh that's the two black dudes from ROH, right? I don't even know if one of the dudes is black. They, oh he kinda looks Samoan, but Yeah. Yeah, okay. I need to I need to do some research on them. Cause every time I see them, I'm fucking impressed. Like I but I never like I never take the time to, like learn their name and shit like that. I really do need to do some research because I think I think they got they got something with them. I really like them when I see them on TV. I mean, they're in a good spot being in Swerve's click. I think they could be featured a little bit more, but I don't know. I still feel weird about people bouncing back and forth between ROH and AEW. Yeah. You really don't get to figure out what that wrestler's about. Aren't they, aren't they six-man champions with Brian Cage? Yeah, they are. They okay. Are. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I do like them. Brian Cage also, like... This version of Brian Cage, I like. I like the whole like sting tights that he wears now. 
Is he trying to uh, ruffle Sting's feathers? He's got the Sting face paint, too. Well, they were beefing with Sting a little while ago. Um, uh, and I think they haven't said this, but I would imagine he used to be a little Stinger. So. You see that? But, yeah. Shouts out to Nick Wayne. I never really heard you talk about Nick Wayne. What do you think about the kid being thrust into the spotlight kind of quickly? Like, as soon as he turned 18, they put him on TV. I, I, the jury's still out. Um, I don't know a lot about him. I haven't watched a lot of him. I'm really not into the, I don't like a lot of stuff with Darby Allen. Like, I fast forward till Stane gets there. Um, so, like, I, I can't really give you an opinion of him because I really don't pay attention to him. I think, I know the one good thing about putting him out so early, if he has a career like Sting, we'll be on our deathbeds and be like, that Nick Wayne kid is still wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> we'll literally be on our deathbed if, if he has a longevity, but you know, we'll keep an eye on the kid. Hopefully it's not too much too soon. My number four pick, I was chatting with you about this in the chat a little bit. I got Bullet Club. For, 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 for life. <laughs> Big six-man tag team match that they had at Multiverse United. It was Chris Bay, Ace Austin, Kenta, Alex Coughlin, Clark Connors, and David Finley defeating DKCL, Phantasmo, Josh Alexander, PCO, and one of your favorite teams, G.O.D. Gorillas of Destiny. It was a fun match, man. You know, PCO's got to do his little spot where his 60-year-old ass flips off the top rope. And <laughs> it was a big spot fest, but it was fun. And, you know, it was good to see the Bullet Club America collaborate with OG Bullet Club. So that's my number four pick. Um, since I wasn't here last week, you know, we didn't do the power rankings. I'm going to kind of combine my power rankings of the last two weeks. Because we, okay. we didn't get to put this legend on our power rankings. I don't think he's ever made the power rankings before. And I think we need to give this man his due. We're going to talk later about All In. I remember watching him wrestle at All In when I was there in Chicago, which we'll talk about. And I thought, damn, I'm seeing this guy wrestle. This will probably be one of the last times. And here we are, five years later, and he's your new United States Heavyweight Champion. The mass goat himself, Rey Mysterio. My number four. Hey, I had my power rankings uh, already written out last week, and he was number one on my power rankings last week, but I put that in the archives. I'm not mad at it. Rey Mysterio. Turning back the hands of time with the U.S. title win. Boy, the Rock's daughter is whooping the shit out of that uh, little powerhouse lady. I can never remember her name. She got the braids going down each side of her head. She's strong as fuck. Oh, Ivy Nile? Yeah. Ooh! That didn't look good. I'm sorry. Isn't it an NXT special tonight? Yeah, I, I don't mean to fucking commentate NXT, but... <laughs> Rock's daughter almost killed that lady just now. <laughs> In a good way? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not, not in a good way. Um, my number four was Rey Mysterio. My number three. Hmm. Let's go with. I'm going to go Kaurushita. She's been hmm. getting wins. 
She's the champion heading into All In. Um, she got a win in that tag match, didn't she, last week? Isn't she the one who got the pinfall? If she's not, whatever. Her team won. Hikaru Shida. We got to put a woman on here. And since WWE ain't doing shit with their women's division right now, we'll put Shida on there. That was another person that made last week's list, but she doesn't make this week's list. I ain't mad at that. Look, uh, Rocky's daughter is just cheeked up on TV right now. I wonder what Dwayne thinks about that. I mean, she's a woman. She's a grown woman. Like, that's how women dress when they wrestle. Hey, shout out to NXT. Always putting the woman in the forefront of the company. You know what annoys me, though, is they made, I don't know if they made her or she started doing it. Gigi Dolan used to wrestle like that, and all of a sudden she started wearing, like, bloomers. And I don't, you know, I feel like it fucks with her aerodynamics. That's why she don't win anymore. She started wearing what? Bloomers. And big-ass oh. granny panties. You know why? It's probably because her face changed. She's probably, you know, trying to focus a little bit extra on the, the, the shorter shorts when she was with, uh, what's the name of the group? Toxic Attraction? Yeah, she was winning, though. She was more aerodynamic with the cheeks out. Hey, I feel like she was faster. Make. <laughs> that's the argument we'll make to her on Twitter for bringing those back. You're more aerodynamic in those shorts. Yeah. You should bring those back. Yeah. But uh, you was, that was your number three? Yep. My number three, I don't know if he's ever made my list before. He may have, maybe once or twice. A thank you. Yes. Chad Gable. <laughs> hey, it might have been a count out win, but a win's a win. He got a win over somebody who wasn't beaten in what, a singles match. I think they said a year or so. Since That's he's crazy. debuted in WWE, he hasn't lost a singles match. Yeah, over the ring general, Gunther. Yep. So, and think of all the people he's wrestled. Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, all these motherfuckers he's beaten handedly. Yep. So, Chad Gable. Have they announced a rematch for that? I'm sure they will at Payback. I don't see him winning the title at Payback. But, you know, a win's a win. So, shout out to Chad Gable. It's my number two or your number two? Your number two, and then I'll do two and one, and then you go. My number two is somebody who probably never make your list. I'm not the biggest fan of this dude. But if this is his last match, I mean, he went out on a good note against Sheamus, the rated R superstar, Mr. Adam Copeland, Edge, at my number two spot. You stuck your tongue out. You don't like that pick? I don't like Edge. I think Edge is <laughs> overrated. Shout out to Edge if that is his last match. I don't think it is. I think he may be swerving everybody. Think he's going to AE Dub? You know, we we don't do dirt sheet pages, so I don't think we he'll uh, go to AEW. I think he'll be in WWE. Wink, wink. I don't know. Tony, Tony fucking... Show up with the bag. He might fucking spend six, ten, six, twelve months in AEW, fucking feuding with Christian. Yeah, I don't, have they feuded? I know Christian turned on him. It wasn't memorable if they did. I must say I don't remember that at all. I remember he turned on him, and then Christian had that at last, that last theme song. You're on your. Remember that theme song? Like I remember. Christian. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's Christian, and all the sparks would fall from the top of it. That was great, actually. Um, if he did go, though, they'd have Edge and Christian, the Hardys, the Young Bucks, FTR, the Ass Boys, the Bullet Club. Like, they'd have a shitload of really good tag teams. I mean, the Hardys need to retire. He's uh, always like the Hardys over Edge and Christian, but at this point, maybe because they took so much time off, Edge and Christian could run circles around the Hardys in the ring. And I feel like but, Edge and Christian could both benefit from being in a tag team. I don't think either one of them need to be wrestling singles matches right now. My Edge wrestling some single matches. I think they should keep him and Christian away if he does sign and then eventually bring them together, make it more epic. That's if he's going. My number two was your number three. If you, anytime you get a win over the ring general via countout, disqualification, submission, pinfall, somebody thrown in the towel, he dies. Like any kind of way you can beat Gunther, you deserve to be in the top five. And he won by count out. And that fucking German suplex over into the ring announce area, that was just, that was so unexpected. Like, I did not see that coming at all when it happened. I said, like, oh shit. And then he jumped in the ring. Like, damn, this motherfucker just won. Like, I don't know. You don't get surprised a lot in wrestling. Like, a lot of times, shit gets telegraphed. So, I thought that was really well done. Um, and my number one, just because I don't think I give this guy a lot of props. Carmelo Hayes. Hmm. Interesting. How come? Just I've been kind of like trying to get caught up on wrestling. And he's been killing it in NXT. He's still the NXT champion. We always pick him to lose. When I say we, I don't mean me and you. I mean we as in like wrestling fans. We, we thought Braun was going to beat him. We thought Dragunov was going to beat him. You know? We thought uh, Baron Corbin was going to beat him. And he just keeps fucking turning motherfuckers away. And killing it in every chance he get. Now him and Trick are kind of went their separate ways while still being friends, which I love, by the way. You know, like people don't have to turn on each other. They can just say, hey, I'm going to go do my thing and still be cool. Um, by the way, Trick and Dragon all slapped tonight when you watch that. Man, they threw him on first. Yep. Definitely. Are you checking that out later on tonight? Hey, shout out to Trick. Not shout out to Trick Williams. Shout out to Trick Williams as well, but shout out to Carmelo Hayes, yeah. number one pick. Number He's one in my power. Wrestling rankings. tonight? Yep. Who's he wrestling? Um, what's that fucking guy? God damn it. Hold on. Let me look it up. I'm going to be so mad that I forgot. Is it, uh, oh, is he Wesley? Is it Wesley? Yeah, it's Wesley. Yep. Okay. That I'll slap. So, looking forward to that. But my number one pick is another guy that's not high on your list. You talked about him a little bit earlier. Darby Allen, man. Darby Allen, he got a win with Nick Wayne against the Gates of Agony on Dynamite. Then he doubled back on Collision and beat Christian. Christian walking around with that TNT title is hilarious. Kind of, see, I want to see what direction they're going with that. Him and Luchasaurus. I don't know if I've seen an angle like that. You've been watching wrestling a little bit longer. You ever seen a non-champion carry around a belt like that? No, and I fucking love it. Um, it's, it's so funny. Christian's been like, you got to beat the champ. I loved when he kicked his daughter out, even though the little girl was clearly a 
uh, an actor. She was also the little girl that was in the crowd like the week before that Jungle Boy like uses a shield. That's his daughter though, right? I think she's an actor. I don't know. I don't oh, think that was his daughter. I thought I it was she... his actual daughter and they just coast her up. Oh, That's maybe. funny though. It could be. Um, but it's the same little girl that Jungle Boy uses the shield. But yeah, man, I, Christian's always been really good at like just being a... What JR used to call him a creepy little bastard back in the day? <laughs> CLB. He's just always been good at being such a fucking prick. So, I love Christian. I've always liked Christian over Edge. Hey, he also wrestles in a turtleneck. So, what can you say about that? I mean, <laughs> sometimes it gets cold in the ring, EJ. Hey, shout out to Christian Cage. Yeah, that's power rankings. You, What's you, up next? You ready to talk some AEW? We're going to be AEW heavy this show. Um, a lot, not a lot's going on in WWE. The bloodline's basically off TV. Uh, have we talked about Jay Uso quitting? I think we were supposed to talk about that last week, right? We didn't, we didn't get to talk about that because we skipped the show. So, I came, we did do a SummerSlam review, and I came on here and told you that the bloodline jumped the shark. I was out. I was just like Jay Uso. I'm out. And then a couple of days kind of went by. And then when SmackDown happened, it doesn't look like Jay Uso's done with Roman Reigns. So the story might not be over. A lot of people are shitting on Jimmy's excuse. I kind of dug it. It was a different. Like, I thought they were going to go a different way. And he was just like, look, I just didn't want you to be the fucking asshole that our cousin. Like, anybody with kids. EJ, you raise your kids, right? Like, I got two kids. And when my kids were younger, we would take them places. There would be other kids there. And my kids know. I'm not allowed to run inside. I'm not allowed to throw stuff. I'm not allowed to hit other people. Like, I have rules for my kids. And then, maybe my kids' cousins or something like that, their parents don't necessarily give them those rules. That's Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is that little fucking asshole cousin that his parents let him just run amok and do whatever they wanted while you had rules. And the Usos, they're my kids. They're raised with love, raised with respect, decorum, couth if you will. And they got to put up with this motherfucker their whole lives. So I, I kind of felt what Jimmy was talking about. And I liked it. I liked his excuse. I also like Jay just beating the fuck out of the whole bloodline. <laughs> And I love the fact that Jay's still over because, honestly, I was kind of worried that when him losing at SummerSlam, people would have gave up on it. Like, a lot of people didn't like what happened. So, the heat is still there. Uh, everything you read online says the bloodline's going to kind of go away for a little while and let other people get some get some TV time, Seamus. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm back in. I'm hooked again. I, I, I want to see where Jay ends up, what happens with Jay. What if Jay rolls up at All In? Not happening. I know, but I'm just saying, what if? I mean, I think I heard maybe the public enemies talk about this. That'd be fun if he showed up to some indie shows, just made some appearances, you know, throw some red herrings out there. Well, that's what Punk did when Punk, quote unquote, quit WWE when he won the title. He was showing up at indie shows with the championship. Hey. 
It's a good way to promote it. You were talking about uh, badass cousins coming to the house. We used to call those Bebe's kids back in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, that was um, such a good movie. I know, right? We don't die. We multiply. Yeah, it was such a good movie. Um, man, I'm kind of opposite of you. Are you saying it's good now just to go against the grain because everybody else was saying it was bad? No, I just I, I remember when we went into it, I told you, I said, regardless of what happens, they've built up enough equity that I'm going to trust that they know what they're doing. SummerSlam night, you, I couldn't have told you that. Sunday morning, I was still pissed off. Monday, I was still mad. And I'm not going to lie, like when I was watching SmackDown, I was in New Orleans. Like everything was good then. So I had to kind of calm down a little bit. And I kind of stepped back and I was like, the Bloodline story has been going for three years. Honestly, there hasn't really been a, there's been way more good than bad in the Bloodline storyline. So I'm going to let it breathe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to relax. I'm going to see where they go from here. This is the biggest thing they got going. I don't think they're just going to fumble the bag like that. I did not like Jimmy's excuse. You know, I'm a wait and see type of guy though. So I'll see where they go with after this, but his excuse didn't make any sense to me. He did it to protect his brother because he didn't want him to come like Roman. Okay, it's a simple way you could do that. You could pull him out the ring without kicking his face off. Yeah. And I know they have I know they have smart riders, so that's why I'm saying I'm gonna wait and see how it plays out because I think we're gonna see a different reason that he does it in the future. He's gonna come up with a different reason. But if they keep it the way it is, it doesn't make sense. So you had to kick me in the face because you didn't want me to become like I Roman. agree with that. Also, like, okay. you started this shit, motherfucker. Like, we'd still be yeah. in the bloodline right now if it wasn't for you kicking Roman to begin with. Exactly. I left for you, cocksucker. And now here I am fighting for you because your ass in the hospital again. You, you're talking me back out of it, EJ. <laughs> <laughs> You bring up a good point, though. He's the one that started all of this. Yeah. Little instigate motherfucker. He started the whole thing, and then he made fucking Jay leave. After he admitted that he didn't want Jay to be the fucking tribal chief. Yeah, so. You know the shitty part about all this? What's that? Roman was fucking right. What did he say? He said, Jimmy... Is an anchor holding you down. I'm the wind beneath your wings. You, you fucking go up with me. But Jimmy always pulls you back down. And what happened? This man's about to become undisputed world heavyweight champion. And who pulls him down? Literally. Pulled him back down. Jimmy fucking Uso. Ugh. God damn it. That goddamn Roman. I hate that he's right. Hey, you could be right and still be wrong at the same time. Nah, he's completely 100% right. Jimmy's fucking pulling him down. Jimmy's an anchor. He's right about that, but he's still manipulating them. I mean, Jimmy's pulling you down, but you still can't give above this ceiling that I'm at while I'm the tribal chief. He wouldn't have been the tribal chief, though. Jimmy would have left him the fuck alone. Are you talking about Roman? Yeah, Roman wouldn't have been a tribal chief no more. Jay would have been. Also, I, I'm still just mad about that match. All the interference and shit when it was supposed to be under tribal combat. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. And you put me on game that there were rules behind it. I didn't even know they had rules. I thought it was just no DQ, but apparently there was supposed to be no interference. No family and members were allowed to interfere until the fucking winner was decided. 
That was what they said. And then they decided, ain't nobody going to remember that shit. <laughs> like I said, we still have time. But at this point, where are the elders at? Why aren't they reprimanding Roman for breaking the rules if it's tribal rules? Look, I'm not trying to be morbid. But if they're going to use these elders, they need to get with it. Because the last time they were on TV, like three years ago during the pandemic, they weren't really the, the healthiest looking people. I mean, I've been like 130 years old. Exactly. You're right. <laughs> like, I get y'all want to stretch the storyline out, but unless they're going to use Rikishi as an elder or the fucking rock. The rock got to be still in the mix. You can use Rikishi. I feel like it's a couple other slightly older elders. I don't know. They got so many relatives in that family. I can't keep up with all of them. You think Rikishi gonna take a side of one of the, one of his sons? Or I'm sorry, he's got three sons in this. It's gotta be Jim. Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, he's got Solo. Yeah, he's got Soul too. Uh, yeah, whose side would he take? Yeah, he's gotta take Jay. I forgot about the Solo factor because because I was gonna say he probably should take Jimmy's side. That make compelling TV. The you know keep stacking God damn, the, the whole Jay. the whole family just turned on my boy Jay. Yeah. I feel I feel bad for Jay. I really do. He's he he just wants his family to be okay. He does whatever it takes for his family to stay on top. He looks out for everybody, and everybody just keeps on fucking stabbing him in the back. How much more can the man take, EJ? Everybody has their breaking point eventually. We're gonna figure out what Jay's breaking point is. Shit, apparently it was last week he quit. That is true, so I guess that is his breaking point. Fair enough. <laughs> but I don't know. Like you said, the crowd's still behind Jay. I can see him having a world title run somewhere mid to late twenty twenty four. Not Roman's belt. No. He'll, he'll get he'll get Cody's belt. He's gotta Not beat Cody's Roman. Belt, uh, He's gotta beat Seth, Roman. Seth's belt. He's gotta take a belt from Roman. It it just won't have the it won't have the same feel to it if he takes it from anybody but Roman. He'll be fine with the big gold belt, 2.0. I don't, I don't think it'll be the same, dog. I think he's got to beat Roman. Even if it's not for the title. Even if, Co- say, Cody wins. I don't even want to say Cody wins. But say Cody wins and the bloodline thing is still going on. Jay has to get a win over Roman that's not in a tag team match. Does he, though? I mean, I guess he doesn't. You just fucking debunked everything I was saying. <laughs> I mean, it has to make sense in the story to go back to it. Say he did get trend. the big gold belt and Roman lost to Cody. Jay's got like a three or four month run going. Roman hadn't been on TV and he comes back and he's just like, I want that belt. You're like, God, yeah, it's like, God damn it. Now this motherfucker's gonna have this belt for four years. And Jay beats his ass. See, I would like that. That'd be dope. But, you know, we'll see. I still think they're probably trending towards this four-way match. Most likely Survivor Series? Yeah, probably. It's gotta be an elimination match, too. Four-way elimination. I'm here for it. But, uh, we'll see. Like I said before, they have its ups and downs with the storyline, and you know they're trying to build back up from SummerSlam. SummerSlam was a big event. 
And now we got Jimmy. Jimmy's supposed to be talking on Friday, right? I'm about to give a fuck what Jimmy got to say. Hey, Jimmy, he's about to step his game up, I feel, man. I did it because I love you. I did it for The Rock. That's what he sounded like. He sounded just like his goddamn daddy. <laughs> I did it for The Rock. Hey, shout out to the Usos, man. Keep doing your thing. Shout out to Jay Uso. That other one? <laughs> He kind of he kind of funny. Yeah, you know, Jay Uso is zero and three versus Roman Reigns in singles competition. You know, Jimmy is the reason he's lost every match. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Hey, threw in the towel. About- he threw in the towel the first time. He got choked out the second time and made Jay quit. And in this time, he turned on him. What a fucking asshole! Hey, sounds like he may be jealous. I think I think they're gonna circle back around to that Rucker. I'd be jealous too if Main Event Jay was my brother and I was just the fucking the guy that did handshakes with Sami Zayn. Hey, those handshakes were kind of dope. That was that was what he's most popular for, doing handshakes with Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah, he's also a- that's a this is another reason why this motherfucker can't be trusted. He wanted Sami Zayn in the bloodline. And he was the first motherfucker to kick Sami Zayn in the face. He didn't even think about it. Sami hit Roman with the chair. Jimmy tore his ass up. Didn't even think about it. This guy is a gas lighter. Sami kind of forced his hand, though. You can't hit the tribal chief. I mean, Jay didn't hit Sami. Jimmy didn't even hesitate. And Jimmy was the first one to be like, he's cool. He's cool. Jimmy's worse than Roman. He really is. That's a stretch. He's worse than Roman. That's a stretch. He is a gaslighter, though. Hey. I'm Jay Uso got some though. shitty family. And then bro, don't even talk about Solo. Jay Uso's got some shitty family members. I wouldn't be surprised if fucking Rikishi took Jimmy's side. Just just go to AEW. (laughs) All right. Yeah, let's move on. (laughs) Just go to AEW, Jay. (laughs) Oh, you say Jay go to AEW? Yeah, Jay just go to AEW. Or he'll be treated with respect. Tony Khan wouldn't dare let this shit happen to Jay. Treat him with respect. He'll be on ROH in no time under Tony Khan's watch. I don't know. I think Jay Uso would kill it in AEW. I think he would too. I think Roman would kill it in AEW if he wanted, but he probably don't want that kind of shit to go down. But yeah, mm. I mean, I, I think all these. Go ahead. All these AEW people that claim they hate Roman, I think if Roman walked out there all in, they'd be like, "Oh my god!" And all over Twitter, Roman Reigns the greatest thing ever. Yeah, they probably would. All of them going to delete all their tweets about how he sucks the past, like, three years. <laughs> hey, you're right. You nailed it. But I think if you're a great wrestler, you could adapt in any type of setting, any type of company. So I'm sure if Roman went over to AEW, he could, you know, switch to their style. You know he could go. 
I think he would turn up the volume as far as his in-ring to match their energy. Well, EJ, speaking of AEW, let's get to it. Let's get to AEW. We, before we get to All In, let's let's talk about this CM Punk guy. Phil's uh, back at it again. Every time I open the X app, formerly known as Twitter, it's something about CM Punk. Like, kicking people out of the arena. You're a bad apple. We don't need drama around here in the workplace. Nigga, you are the drama. What Taylor Swift say? Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. That's CM Punk. That should be his theme song now. Fuck Colt's personality. He should come out to Taylor Swift. Because this fucking guy causes trouble. Everywhere he goes. And now every time I open Twitter, Sean Ross Sapp is like, CM Punk kicked somebody out for tweets they did eight months ago. Like, bro. How does he have this kind of power? Hey, how does the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega have that type of power? They don't. If they had that kind of power, CM Punk would have got fired. But I heard they have the power as far as bringing in their friends to wrestle and bringing in people in the company. I mean, they started the company, though. That's true. You know, like them and Cody, they were all EVPs that were bringing people in. But they literally made another TV show for this motherfucker. Let him pick his roster. And now he gets to decide who's allowed to come in early. Who can eat in catering? Who can use this bathroom? Like, get, give me a fucking break. You're creating the most hostile fucking work environment by trying to not create a hostile work environment. Hey, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I heard that CM Punk didn't kick any of those people out backstage except for uh, Christopher Daniels. Because he said if A. Steele isn't allowed to work here, then Christopher Daniels isn't allowed to work here. You don't call any shots. You're just a fucking wrestler. I know. I was going to say, that still shouldn't be his call. But I blame Tony. That's Tony's fault for not putting his foot down and saying, I'm the boss. So as much of a dick CM Punk may be, it all starts with Tony Khan. He's just punking his dude out. He really is. It all started at Brawl Out last year. He's just punking Tony Khan out. You ain't gonna do shit. You sign my check and shut the fuck up. That's basically what he's telling him. You pay me my money and you shut the fuck up. I'm gonna do what I want to do. Remember that old Bernie Mac joke? Black people, we the only ones that show up at work and tell the boss what they not gonna do. That's CM Punk. He's black. (laughs) Don't say shit to um, me, Tony. I ain't come here to work. The fuck you mean you ain't come here to work? So, what do you think about the report said that Hangman Page came to work to cut that promo backstage, but it wasn't CM Bunk that told him to go away. It was management that told him to go away. Yeah. So, okay. If you're, manage, if you're management, that's a weird way to run business, trying so to you, keep people apart just in case something happens. So you flew this man into town just to tell him, never mind. No. CM Punk did that shit, and they just said, oh, no, that was a management call. They're they're trying to do damage control. There ain't no way y'all flew that man into town just to tell him, oh, we're going to do it off-site. If that's the case, I could have did it in my fucking backyard. 
true. So that was a weird call. The other part of the story is allegedly Ryan Nemeth, who you, you may or may not know. I know you know Rucker, but for Dolph Ziggler's little brother. Was that Dolph Ziggler's little brother? Dolph Ziggler's little brother was backstage, and Punk went up to him and confronted him about some tweets about him calling him soft. I feel like if you were in this situation, you would be Punk Rucker. You'd be like, "Hey, talking this stuff on me online? Now you gotta face me in person. All his Twitter fingers." Yeah, but I wouldn't have made you leave. I'd have said, "What's up? What's popping?" And then we'd have handled it. And then you, if you got a match that night, you go out there with a shiner. You go out there with a black eye. That's your fault. You go out there looking like fucking Shawn Michaels when he lost his smile. Uh, well, allegedly, CM Punk said he wanted to take it outside, so there you go. He wouldn't say that shit to <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler was an All-American wrestler in college, wasn't he? Uh, allegedly, I don't think he said that shit to Ryan Neiman either. You don't think so? I think this is all like conjecture. I don't know. I just don't see CM Punk being this big fucking tough guy that everybody's scared of. Like, we've all seen you get knocked out multiple times, dude. Like, and yeah, you can say, oh, they were UFC fighters. Where are those guys at now? Not in the UFC. This motherfucker got knocked out by Home Depot employees. Ain't nobody scared of CM Punk. Fair enough. But uh, there's another part of the story where Jungle Boy was trying to use real glass backstage, allegedly. And a few personnel tried to talk him out of it at first. I think they said Tony Schiavone. And then Punk stepped in and told him not to do it. Again? What the fuck does CM Punk have to do with it? This ain't your segment. Shut the fuck up. Hey, he prides himself in being a backstage leader. And lead these nuts. So you think that's a big deal, him just telling him Jungle Boy not to use glass? You ain't the Undertaker. They don't have an Undertaker, so it's probably the next best thing. He wrestled Undertaker. Yeah, and he bitched about it. Because he should have been the main event. He bitched about wrestling the Undertaker at WrestleMania. He bitched about it. I don't even like the Undertaker. But you put me in the ring with the Undertaker at WrestleMania? I'm like, oh my God. When he pins me, I'm like, thank you, sir. I appreciate this. This is phenomenal. And I don't even like the Undertaker. You gonna disrespect the Undertaker at WrestleMania? And complain about they're not booking you correctly after having the title for 434 fucking days? Fuck CM Punk. Hey, man. It should have been the Undertaker CM Punk instead of Rocky and Cena. Says who? Who on God's green earth would have taken that main event over The Rock and John Cena? All the uh, neckbeards. No, they would not have. They're full of fucking shit. Very bad. I'm just a messenger. I'm fucking sick of CM Punk. I didn't like him when Already? he was in WWE. I've been sick. I've been sick of this nigga for years. I'm so tired of him. Just, just go away. I was so glad when he quit. And then he just started, like, creeping back in, started doing signings and shit. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm not going to lie to you. When he came back that night in Chicago, that was one of the coolest fucking things I'd ever seen. The crowd reaction, them motherfuckers acting all crazy. It didn't take two weeks. 
Yeah, yep. That's why, that's why I didn't like the motherfucker. I mean, took a year. Nah, it took less than that. It was because he came back before All Out 2021, and then it blew up at Brawl Out the next year. Hey, man. We'll see if the juice is worth the squeeze. Allegedly imposing ratings and but is it worth the backstage drama allegedly does he though does he pull in ratings i don't know i can't they're getting like five hundred thousand viewers on collision this is also a saturday night i ain't trying to hear that shit ej they're on regular tv just like they wanted to be they picked that spot them and tbs so i ain't trying to hear that saturday night shit and you know what's going to happen in about three weeks it's going to be even less than that this is going to be college football on Saturday nights. You know who loves college football? Young wrestling fans. Do they, though? We don't, we don't know that for sure. Sure so we do. I, I think they're going to be praying that. I saw a TikTok the other day of a college student. He said, my mom, <laughs> my mom asked me, baby, what are you doing on Friday nights? And he says, well, usually I just go get a 12-pack, see what's happening with the bloodline on Friday nights. And his mom called him a loser and said he needs to get laid. <laughs> uh, you won't catch me on no Friday night back in my college days watching wrestling. It's <laughs> over at 10 o'clock. That would have been perfect time to go out afterwards. Hey, teach his own. Oh, shit! No spoilers. Uh, clearly, uh, Rucker's still watching NXT. Something exciting happened, so yeah, I'll Ooh. be checking that out later on. But Phil Brooks, like I said, is the juice worth the squeeze? We shall see. And he's got a match coming up with a car we're about to preview in a little bit. I'm not sure if you're ready to preview that car yet. I am because I'm ready to be done talking about CM Punk. Um, tomorrow night, we're recording this on Tuesday. I will be at AEW Dynamite, and there's a collision taping. I'm not staying for the whole thing. That's too much. I got to go to oh, work man, on you gotta Thursday. You got to stay for both. Nah, I got to go work on Thursday. Also, collisions ran by a prick. So, how are they going to do that? Or is there going to be like a whole hour in between Dynamite and Collision where they can move one locker room out and let the other locker room come in through the other door so CM Punk and the Bucks don't walk by each other? Maybe, because they got Rampage in between. If that's how they're shooting it, I don't know the logistics behind it. I don't know I mean, either. They, they got to be with each other at all in, so it's got to happen one way or another. NXT's women's division is picking up right now. Who knows how it all work out with the backstage stuff, with the yeah. pay-per-views. Let's talk about all in, EJ. There was a conference call today with Tony Khan, and he's been quoted as saying, Basically what everybody's been saying. The all-in card for the quote-unquote biggest show in the history of professional wrestling isn't that good of a card. He, he said that? He didn't say that, but he said the card's going to change. I'm going to add some stuff to it. So in the next couple of days, some matches are going to change. Ray Phoenix apparently isn't allowed to go now, so he's out. But what? he's going to change some matches. And he's going to add some shit to it now. Five days before the biggest fucking pay-per-view in the history of professional wrestling, they say. And this motherfucker don't even have the... But hey, he's Booker of the Year. This card's trash, by the way. 
This card is the absolute shits. For 80,000 people to be there and for you to be, oh, this is going to be the biggest show in professional wrestling. All in number one was better than this. On paper. On paper. I'm going to play both sides of the fence. So when you have your debut in a big stadium like this, you want to put your best foot forward and put the best card that you have on. So I get what you're saying on that point. But on the other hand, you already sold those tickets. They're going to be in the building anyway, so just put on whatever. <laughs> I mean, they sold 90,000 tickets to WrestleMania next year in Philadelphia. They're not going to have fucking Grayson Waller and L.A. Knight main event night, too. And just be like, well, we already got their money. I I know what's happening. It's because they have this all-out card the next week. So he's trying to have, like, a balance. And not shoot his wad over one card. He's trying to spread it out. but Whose fault is that, EJ? I didn't say it was right. I'm just saying I, I think that's why. That's not an excuse, though. He did it. Like, he, he booked this shit. There ain't no excuse. I don't want to hear that shit. He's the motherfucker that decided we're going to go to England one week. And then the very next week, we're going to do our WrestleMania. He did that. I ain't trying to hear that shit about, oh, I got to book it. Halfway this way, six and a dozen in this hand and half in the other. Whatever. Whatever the saying is. I ain't trying to hear that shit. You decided to run back-to-back pay-per-views, back-to-back weeks. And now you want me to pay money to see this shit and you give a half-ass booking job. I'm going to watch it, but I ain't going <laughs> to pay for it. Hey, with all AEW pay-per-views, we know once the bell rings, the matches are probably going to slap. So That's not it enough for me, man. Is. That's not enough for me. And I was, I'm, EJ, when they announced this shit, I was all on board. I was the biggest fucking support. I want them to get, what did I say? I think I said like fifty to 60,000 initially. Isn't that what I, I'm pretty sure I said that. And when they started getting like sixty and 70,000, I'm hyped. I'm like, man, this is going to look dope as fuck. It's going to be so dope to see somebody that's not the WWE have 80,000 people over there. And then they roll this bullshit card out with no fucking hype. I'm not even excited for it. Any hype. I'm not excited for it. I'm more excited for fucking Dynamite tomorrow night. I'm kind of excited about it, man. I'm not going to lie. Because I don't know how it's going to look with 80,000 fans for a non-WWE pay-per-view. Right. You're excited for the same thing I'm excited for. The look. The ambiance. The fucking feng shui of what it's going to be in there, right? But then the bells got to ring. I have no emotional ties to 75% of the matches. I don't give a fuck about it. Um, I don't, I don't really have a problem with the matches. As far, except for one match that we'll get into. Let's get into the card. <clears throat> we'll start at the bottom. Uh, uh, zero hour pre-show match. Aussie Open ROH Tag Team Champions are taking on MJF and Adam Cole, baby, for the ROH World Tag Team Titles. EJ, this. Exactly what I mean. You have a world title match, main event in front of 80,000 people. Why the fuck are they wrestling a match before the show? What if one of them gets hurt? 
Yeah, this one is a head scratcher, especially for the ROH belts, the belts that aren't even on your TV like that. So I'll agree with you on that one. Okay, here, here's a question. If Ozzy Open wins, who do they pin? It might be DQ. Or if Ozzy Open wins, don't you just completely shit on your main event? Because you had the ROH Tag Team Champions beating one half of the... Beating basically your entire main event in a tag team match. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of predetermined that MJF and Adam Cole are going to be ROH World Tag Team Champions going into the match. What if, what if it's a non-finish, though? But why? What's the point? It might, this might actually be a match to push the storyline forward. They couldn't have did that on Dynamite tomorrow? They could have. Like I said, it's kind of a head-scratcher in my opinion, but I have to wait and see how it plays out, man. That's my answer for everything. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. I'm going to pick Aussie Open with help from uh, the kingdom. Let me take MJF and Adam Cole by DQ because the kingdom comes in and interferes. So I got MJF and Adam Cole. We got a stadium stampede match with Eddie Kingston and the Lucha Brothers and the Best Friends versus Blackpool Combat Club and three teams to be three people to be announced. This is clearly going to be uh, the House of Black. Also, you said Ray Phoenix ain't on it, though, right? Yeah, so they might put, uh, what's my boy's name? Charlotte's husband, Andrade. Andrade Maybe Andrade will sub in for him. Hmm. I'm curious to see how this stadium stampede translates with a crowd because they've only done it in front of empty stadiums. So, you know, I'm curious. But who do I want to pick, though? Who won Anarchy in Arena? Uh, Jericho did, right? I don't think he was in this year's one, was he? Oh, was there one this year? It was BCC versus Elite. Oh, shit. beat uh, got Kenny, right? Yeah, I think so. So BCC just won that one. But then they lost after that. They lost the blood and guts. Yeah. Give me, give me BCC. Who you think is going to be their team? Uh, You know what? Maybe it won't. I can't see the House of Black doing a stadium stampede match. So I'm going to change my mind. I I was talking about Andrade. Maybe BCC will turn team with like Miro, uh, Scorpio Sky, and you know some other outcast. Hmm. I can't see House of Black being in a stadium stampede match. I think they probably will be because they have the House of Black rules matches. What yeah, rules. but that stadium stampede's like goofy and like the shit Matt Hardy was doing and hitting motherfuckers with golf carts and shit. Like that's not that's not the House of Black style. Yeah, but I feel like it's gonna be more similar to Anarchy in the Arena, which are brutal and bloody. And Mero's a face right now. And you said Scorpio Sky. I don't know what his health situation is. He just wrestled a couple weeks ago. And he had a, he popped up and they said I thought he was hurt. Again? He got hurt already? I want to say. I want to say. I might be wrong. So, anybody listening, don't come after me on X or Twitter or whatever you call it. 
But I think they'll team up with some heels. So I think you might be right on your first uh, prediction. I think it might be House of Black. It's going to be the new day. <laughs> Wouldn't that be some shit? Big E's going to come back. Hey, I wouldn't be mad at that. But, yeah, give me a BCC. I'll take BCC also because Eddie Kingston sucks. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Will Ospreay. Give me Will Ospreay. I don't really care a lot about this match, but I like seeing Will Ospreay beat the fuck out of Chris Jericho. This is the match that I don't know why they're having. This is the one I was talking about earlier that, that I don't like at all. You got Will Ospreay. One of the best in-ring guys in the world. The world. And you have him versus Chris Jericho, who is one of the worst in-ring guys in the world. Yeah, exactly. Chris Jericho hadn't put on a good match in AEW that I could think of off the top of my head. He's put on okay stuff, but I haven't seen him put on a banner in AEW. And you're wasting Will Ospreay, which you don't have all the time, on Chris Jericho? I don't get it. With that being said, give me Will Ospreay. Such a waste. You know who I wouldn't mind seeing? Will Ospreay and fucking uh, Orange Cassidy again. Yeah, I think put that. that put that match there. Will Ospreay and Darby Allen. Give me that Boy, match. Will Ospreay and Omega Three. Which give me Will Ospreay and Adam Cole. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that in the ring. If Give me Will Ospreay and Samoa Joe. That would be better than anything. Would be better than Chris Jericho. Will Ospreay and Jay White. Will Ospreay and Hangman Page. I came up with like seven or eight of them. All of them would be a lot better than Will Ospreay, Chris Jericho. And you know this is Will. Uh, I mean, not Will Ospreay, Chris Jericho's decision. He better be looking be. at the lights. But then I heard that Will Ospreay was a big Jericho fan. But this is where, when you're Tony, you got to put your foot down. Be like, I don't care how much of a dream match between you two this is. We ain't putting this on this card. I don't get it. I don't want to see it. But like I said, I got Ospreay. The Golden Elite, Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Page versus Bullet Club Gold, Juice Robinson, Jay White. And Kanosuke Takeshita. Ain't no way the fucking elite's losing. You got the elite? Mm-hmm. You know how I like the bang bang gang bullet club goal. But like you said, the elite ain't losing this match. Give me the golden elite. Kenny Omega, Obushi and Hangman Page. That's what I'm saying, like. You're in the stadium. I'm surprised Kenny Omega didn't get a one-on-one match in the stadium. Maybe maybe he's hurt. I don't know, bro. Like you said, could have been... They could have did Omega and Adam Page against each other. They always put on good matches. They could... If Omega didn't want to wrestle uh, Osprey again because their thing is for New Japan... And they're waiting till Wrestle Kingdom. Fine. Put Omega and Hangman Page in the ring again. Put Omega versus MJF. We've already seen MJF and Adam Cole. Twice. I'm I'm actually, you know, 
not mad at the MJF Adam Cole main event, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but there's a plethora of other people that you could have put Omega against. But that's what I'm saying. Huh? Wanna, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Maybe he didn't want a one-on-one match. I'm sure if he wanted it, he probably could have had one. I'm not mad at the MJF and Adam Cole match. I'm just saying there's other matches that could have happened over that. I take Kenny Omega versus MJF. We've never seen it before. We haven't? You, If Kenny Omega was wrestling MJF this weekend, I guarantee you more people would pick Kenny Omega than are picking Adam Cole right now. Don't nobody think Adam Cole's going to win the fucking title. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, you are. Only reason why, <laughs> only reason why I'm sure that he probably will not win it is because obviously they're probably trying to set up a unification match at All Out, and I don't think it would make sense. Punk and Adam Cole. Did they ever face each other? I guess in ROH. No, Punk was gone by at ROH by the time Adam Cole was there. I mean, they hadn't wrestled yet. Hey, there's no fucking. Guarantee the punk will be the champion come all out. I don't, I don't think he's losing to Samoa Joe, but I guess we'll get that prediction in a little bit. But yeah, like you said, they could have done a whole bunch of other matches. Well, you know, it is what it is. Darby Allen and Sting versus Swerve Strickland and AR Fox in a coffin match. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really fun one, man. You gotta get excited for a sting match. I got. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck my boy gonna jump off of. I'm gonna jump off the, you know, what's it called? The Eiffel Tower. Is that close? Top section of the. (laughs) You gonna jump section of the bowl? You gonna jump off of Uncle Ben? (laughs) Yeah, you gonna jump off the the big clock. (laughs) Go out with a bang. I'm picking Sting and Darby out. Sting's undefeated in AEW. He ain't gonna lose fucking Swerve and AR Fox. Be cool if he did though, especially if they pin, if they put him in the coffin. Mm. That's disrespectful. You can't put Sting in the coffin. I hear you, but I mean, if if you're gonna have them beat Sting and Darby Allen, let Sting be the one that gets beat. That's what he's there for. Ah, you gotta protect Sting. You shouldn't lose until it's a title match, world title match. Sting versus MJF should be the main event right now. I wouldn't be mad at it. But, uh, yeah, give me Sting and Darby Allen. Same. Get the mobile embassy. But shout out to Swerve Strickland for getting on the card. Not just getting on the card. He's fucking wrestling a legend. That too. AR Fox. I didn't know a whole lot about AR Fox before AEW, but apparently he's loved on the indie scene. So it's a good look for him too. FTR defends the AEW World Tag Team titles against the Young Bucks. So, we're not going to talk about the story coming into this? I don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> we got to, you know, mention it a little bit. I mean, who doesn't is know? Even, is this match going to happen? This, Cash Wheeler just got arrested. It doesn't matter. He's fine. They didn't. <laughs> what? So, yeah, so, you don't have no qualms about anybody waving guns in the streets. I mean, every fucking fan of AEW was retweeting memes and shit of Arn Anderson when he said, if a motherfucker rides up on me in the car, I put a Glock to his head and pull the trigger. 
And everybody was like, yeah, Arn, you're a thug. And now all of a sudden, my boy Wheeler said, fuck, I'm going to do what Arn told me to do. And now everybody want to turn on him. You can't have it both ways. So you think it's fine, him not being punished by the company and for him to wrestle over there? We don't know what happened yet. We're still collecting facts. What are they supposed to do? Take him off the card and then it turns out he didn't do what they said he did? As of right now, no charges have been pressed. Uh, his his passport didn't get confiscated, which means he can still travel. If he can still travel and he's not in trouble, I don't I don't see the point. I don't see the problem. Man. Legally, you're a lawyer, EJ. Legally, what can they do? Hey, I'm more so on your side. Yeah, innocent before proven guilty, but. He does work for a private company. Even though he didn't get charged with anything, they can still go ahead and suspend you just for the optics of it. John Morant, I don't think he got convicted of a crime, but he still got suspended from the NBA. So. He was also on video doing the shit. This is just like somebody saying he did this. Hey, I feel like WWE suspended people for less. This ain't WWE. CM Punk's in charge here, and that's one of CM Punk's best friends, okay? CM Punk is not going to let him not go to Wembley. I'm not. I don't have a problem with it, like I said. But you know, you're also setting a precedent for stuff that happens in the future. But you said you had FTR in this match. Oh yeah, I'm never picking the Young Bucks. I'm gonna go Young Bucks based on what we've been hearing about Cash really. So give me the Young Bucks as new tag team champions. I think this is their third matchup too, so it's a rubber match. You know, you know good and hell well. Nick Jackson and Matt Jackson are in Tony's office. Like, you saw what happened, right? <laughs> this motherfucker pulled a gun on somebody. We gotta get the belts now. Oh, you know that. The markiest of the marks, the Young Bucks. You know they backstage politicking, trying to get these belts back. They should fucking do a roll up and call it the fucking concealed carry or some shit like that. They should they <laughs> do something pretty like that. <laughs> Go right hand in hand with the Meltzer driver. Yeah, they should fucking. They should have a tag team move called fucking Road Rage. That'd just to hilarious. fucking throw. And only do it to him. It's only Road Rage when they do that move to Wheeler. <laughs> that, that's right up the Young Bucks alley. They would do something like that. That's so petty. Super petty. Women's world title, Hikaru Shida versus Tony Storm versus Soraya versus DMD. Oh, I wish it was just a triple threat, Matt. Britt um, Baker hasn't been good lately. I re- I'm really fearing that they're going to put Soraya over in England. Oh, God. You know what? This should have been a one-on-one match. Just Tony Storm and Shida. I don't know who to pick for this match. This is the one I'm most confused about. Who you got? I'm picking. To- I'm never picking against Tony Storm. Only time I would ever pick against Tony Storm is if she went up against Jamie Hayter or Mercedes or Jade Cargill. Anybody below them, I'm not picking against Tony Storm. So you think it's gonna be a hot potato situation? Yeah. They fucking let Sheeta win the title just to pop a rating for their 200th episode. 
guess that's the booker for the year for you. Put a championship on the belt on the woman just to get a rating. Smells like Russo in 2000. Uh, with that being said, give me Sheeta. I got her to retain. I don't know who she's going to face at All Out, though. They hadn't really set anything up for that. The returning Jamie Hayter. Ooh. Give or the that. returning Jade Cargill. Mm. Or if I like that. She wins the match at All In, and all of a sudden Mercedes Monet comes out to challenge her for All Out. I'll be all about that. Give me that. Fights on Sunday. Give me that. What day is this thing? Is this on it's Saturday. Sunday. Okay, Sunday. It's on Sunday. I oh, don't do fuck. Saturdays anymore. But it's in it's in England, so it's gonna be on. It's gonna be in the middle of both my fucking football drafts. Ooh, double task for watch this later. Rhea Ripley is wrestling the match right now, and she's wrestled like three times longer than the last couple title defenses she's had. Hey, maybe that's the secret sauce. Send her back to NXT so you can get a banger from her. I wouldn't call it a banger, but she's just wrestling longer. The Real World <laughs> Championship. CM Punk defends against Sweet Tooth, a.k.a. Samoa Joe. <laughs> Oof. Who you got? Samoa Joe. Really? I don't care if it's logical or not. I'm not picking CM Punk. I will never pick hey. CM Punk, and I will never pick the Young Bucks. Give me Pepsi Phil. <laughs> Pepsi Phil. <laughs> I don't see him losing that real world title for the unification match. It would it happen. would be so anticlimactic. That's perfect for Tony Tony Khan. He comes out with a real world championship and loses it <laughs> right away. Yeah, him being too smart for himself. Oh Everybody thinks Paul's gonna win it, so let's have Joe win it. Oh my god, I don't know how Rhea Ripley didn't break her neck right there. Holy no, shit. man, just watch this NXT show. You saw, you got me sold. She took a DDT, bro. And you know how they, like, kind of stand up, straight up and down? Her neck was like, it happened so fast, though. Maybe it happened so fast it didn't really fuck her up, but it was ugly. I mean, she's standing up, like, fighting still. But it was, it was not. I usually watch NXT on my lunch break on Wednesdays, but might have to watch it tonight, Rucker. Like I said, you got me sold. It's a pretty good show. Um, did you pick? You said you said Pepsi Phil. Uh huh. World Heavyweight Championship MJF versus Adam Cole. Before you tell me who's gonna win, do we get shenanigans? Oh, we get a bunch of shenanigans. But I don't know if it's gonna be before the match or after the match. That's the key. I want to see who you pick first, and then I'll make my pick. I'm going to pick Adam Cole to go heel and win. Man, that's what I was going to pick. <laughs> Why didn't you say it then? <laughs> I just wanted to see where you went first. That's, I was going to predict Adam Cole due to mat, during match shenanigans. But now I'm going to go MJF and then some after match shenanigans happen. They act like they're going to hug and then he gets a beat down by... What's this club name? Uh, the the kingdom. kingdom. I yeah, think the kingdom. Give me MJF. I think the kingdom help him win the title. So you go Adam Cole. I'm intrigued, man. 
like you said, might not have the best build up to the match or the card. They had a good build up to this match, but the card overall has been kind of all over the place. Like you said, not a lot of people are happy with it on paper. But with a lot of AEW pay-per-views, I'm sure it'll be fine once the bell rings. Yeah, I mean, I I did a lot of shitting on AEW today. <clears throat> but I think the card will look cool. Like you said, there was there's never really any lead up to AEW pay-per-views. But when you get there, like it's a fun show. It's good bell to bell entertainment. Don't expect too many storylines. Don't expect things to be tied in correctly. Don't expect the commentary to be great as long as Excalibur's there. But the crowd's gonna be into it. The wrestlers are gonna fucking kill it. Like I can shit on AEW management and booking all I want. Them wrestlers work their ass off. So I never have anything bad to say about them unless it's CM Punk or the Young Bucks. Um fuck all three of them. Um also me and Rucker have to watch because we do this podcast and we try to give constructive criticism. But for anybody on Twitter complaining about it, you know what? You don't have to watch. Just don't watch. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of complaining all the time, just don't watch. You don't have to watch the, the promotion at all. You really don't. Um, <clears throat> I can tell. Nine times out of ten, what's going to happen is I bitch about the card going into it, and then when we do our review show, I'm like, that was a good fucking card. That's usually what happens with AEW. But, and like I said, you don't come with negative energy. You come with constructive criticism. I feel like a lot of people online bitch just to bitch. Hmm. Don't come with compelling arguments. They just want to complain. Yeah. And if that's you, don't watch the show then. I tell you what, I will be watching. That's fucking AEW Dynamite tomorrow. I'm excited. It's almost a sellout. I think there's only like a thousand tickets left, less than a thousand, which is pretty good. Like I didn't, I didn't think they would sell that many. Um, the arena that they're in is like shit as far as location. I'm actually gonna stay in a hotel out there, so I don't have to drive all of it. Like State Farm Arena, probably 25 minutes from my house. This arena, over an hour. Like, it's on the other side of Atlanta. In the fucking suburbs of Lawrenceville or Duluth or wherever the fuck it is. So, when I leave work tomorrow, I'm going to check into a hotel on that side of town. Maybe get a workout in. Maybe go get a couple drinks at a local bar. Local watering hole, as they would call it. Then head over to the arena, but I'm not staying all night. Like, 10.30, 11 o'clock, it'll be time for me to come come back to the hotel and go to bed. Because I have to go to work the next morning at like 6 a.m. I don't understand doing a show like this where you record two two-hour shows and they start at 8 p.m. Unless Saturday Night's Collision is just going to be a lot of uh, a lot of pre-tape stuff, like one or two matches. So maybe maybe it only lasts about an hour after Dynamite. I wouldn't be mad at that. That's just a Monday Night Raw. If that's what's going to happen, maybe I'll stay the whole time. But I'm not staying till midnight. I don't know the logistics behind it, but do they have to fly out on Thursday? I would imagine because that's a that's a big time change, right? And I, I don't remember mm-hmm. if you lose a day or you gain a day when you go to England. 
You so, lose. They're, five, they're like five hours ahead. Okay, so you you're losing time. So yeah, they'll probably fly out on a Thursday or Friday, let everybody get acclimated to the time change, and then do the show on Sunday. But then they have to turn around and come right back and do dynamite, collision, and fucking all in, or all out the very next week. So it's gonna be rough on these uh these workers for AEW for the next two weeks. I'm not the smartest person out there, but seems like you could have just shot collision at the O2 over there. I wonder why they didn't do that. They probably just didn't want to work them like that. If they flew out, because they're doing dynamite tonight, right? So they would literally have to get up and leave tomorrow to do collision over there. And you'd have to rent another building and sell more tickets. Oh, well, you could do a smaller, you don't have to do the O2. They got smaller venues out there in London. And then the shows are pretty much separate. You could have sent your collision people out there now. But like you said, they probably did the math and planned it out and said it it wasn't worth the squeeze. Could you imagine being in another country and CM Punk's in charge and Tony Khan's nowhere to be found because he's still in the States? Oh, my God. That show would fall apart. He kick everybody I mean, out. I mean, after Wednesday's over, Tony could fly over to Thursday. I want to see CM Punk roll up on Miro. Talking about I heard you was talking shit. Because I'm pretty sure Miro said some shit on Twitter, too. <laughs> I thought him and Miro were boys. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Miro said something. I, you know how Miro used to have all them little slappy comebacks. I'm pretty sure he said something about CM Punk. I'd love to see Punk roll up on Miro. You, you want to go outside? Yeah, I do, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Exit's right there. Yeah, that might not be a wise decision for Punk. Roll up on why, Ryan Neiman. That's why he rolls up on Ryan Neiman instead. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got, EJ, man. I'm excited about tomorrow. I can't wait to talk about All In and my Dynamite experience next week. It's been, it's been what? Almost two years since I've been to Dynamite. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I went to Dynamite like when Punk first got back years ago, right before uh, before All Out. When I went to Chicago for All Out in twenty twenty one, so it's been almost a couple years since I've been to Dynamite. Joey Stillman, I don't know if he's still in the chat. Me and him are going together, um, so that should be fun. Hopefully, my boy Sting will be there. Hopefully, Tony Storm will be there. Hey man, Dynamite's always a good time. Except for the, the smells around you, but you know, you get over that really quickly. Yeah. I'm excited to hear your review next week. Sadly, COVID didn't take my smell away, so I'll have to deal, <laughs> I'll have to deal with the neck beards tomorrow. Yeah. But That's yeah. Up, next time we talk, yeah, we'll be talking live in Dynamite. We'll be talking uh, all in reviews. We'll be talking all out previews and payback. All out and payback are the same fucking weekend. And then the weekend after that, football starts back. EJ, this is a great time of fucking year right now. Like the kids say, LFG, let's freaking go. Let's fucking go. For EJ Reed, I'm Chris Rucker. This has been Boot to the Face. We will catch you next week. Same time, same channel here on Twitch. Until then, peace.